What's up, mortals? This is Awesome Myths and Monsters, here to learn you a thing or two. In this episode, I'll be telling the story of the Greek city of Athens, how it came to be, how it got both its name and patron goddess. Spoiler alert, it's Athena. Should have been able to guess that, it's literally just one letter off. This tale starts with a being called Cecrops. He had the top half of a man and the bottom half of a snake, and although he sounds like a big bad monster, he was actually just a huge nerd. Apparently he just sprang out of the earth one day, like some fucking plant. The lamest way to be born. Cecrops is credited with a lot of firsts. He's considered the first king of Attica in ancient Greece, even though he succeeded King Actius, which makes him the second king of Attica, at least. He marries Actius' daughter, Agloros, and they somehow managed to have four kids together. Now, I don't know the mating science behind dudes who are snakes from the waist down, but I can't imagine it was enjoyable for anyone involved. He also was one of the first to believe in Zeus as god of the gods, but really Zeus was the first one to believe that. Cecrops started the worship of the Olympians and the erection of statues to the gods. And apparently, he abolished the practice of sacrificing humans or animals to the gods, which raises the question of who these sacrifices were going to if Cecrops was the first to do the worshipping. Things are real fishy. Sounds like Cecrops had a real good PR team and didn't give a shit about the facts. Cecrops is also credited with inventing writing, marriage, property laws, and burial rites. He was basically a giant buzzkill. These people were living promiscuously without worrying about property or finances. They were all just sharing everything, having a good time, just sacrificing people, animals, and having blood orgies and stuff. You know, living life to its fullest. And Secrops comes in like, oh, hey, I have all these rules, economics, religion, and homework for you guys. You know, all these obligations. I know how you leg people love those. He basically invented anxiety. So after no good Secrops, this fun time ruiner, takes over and institutes all these policies, he establishes a city to be the centerpiece for his empire. He is said to rule for 50 years, which might sound impressive to a people who live to the ripe old age of childbirth, but, compa but compare it to the Queen of England, it pales in comparison. She's been queen for 68 years, and she's mortal, allegedly. Secrops names the city Cecropia after himself, which to be fair is exactly what I would do in that situation too. The gods take notice of this city with the statues of them and decide that they want it to be named after them instead. So a bunch of gods compete to get naming rights of Cecropia because even though I don't blame him at all, it's a terrible fucking name. It sounds like some kind of disease that rots your colon. Like, hey man, I just found out that I was diagnosed with Cecropia. Oh no, you have the butt rot? Yeah, I got the butt rot. You know, Ted Cruz was the first known case of butt rot in his mouth since his head was so far up Trump's decrepit ass. So the two main gods that are vying for the city are Athena and Poseidon. Athena being the goddess of wisdom, war, strategy, crafts, creativity, and olives, which is all super useful stuff, especially when you're in a city. Poseidon, on the other hand, is the god of sea, earthquakes, storms, and horses for some stupid reason. I can't imagine being blamed every time it rains makes you a particularly popular god. So Zeus, who doesn't like to make the, the big decisions when other gods are involved, he instead likes to create a contest and have a mortal make the decision, so the mortal can then take all of the blame for it. Zeus did this exact thing with the goddess beauty contest between Aphrodite, Hera, and Athena by letting a mortal weirdo with a crush on his cousin decide the prettiest goddess. And then the Trojan War happened.
So Zeus decides that boring Snake Man would choose between the two deities who gets to be patron of his city with a contest. Each god would present a gift to the mortals, and then they could pick whichever gift was best. Which is honestly like the most generous the Greek gods get while not dealing with demigod heroes. Perseus got so much help. Like, he was given all the equipment and explicit instructions for his so-called heroic deeds, and all he had to do was not fall asleep while piloting his magic flying shoes. So on to the contest. The two gods and all the citizens of Cecropia, Butrot City, gathered on a hall on a hill for the gifts to be presented. Poseidon struck the ground with his trident, no doubt looking super cool as he split the earth open and created a spring. Water gushed from the ground, and this gift implied that the citizens would never face drought or go thirsty. Sounds pretty good, until they realized that the water was in fact salty. Poseidon is, after all, the god of the salt water instead of the fresh water, so it was a stupid useless gift that he should feel dumb about. These people aren't fish, they're people. Athena, not one to be outdone, stabs her spear into the ground and looks cool doing it, and from where she struck, an olive tree grew. This is a way better gift than a pool of undrinkable water. The olive tree could provide food, wood, and most importantly, oil, which the Greeks used for everything, including their favorite pastime, butt stuff. Olive oil was so important in ancient Greece. So, like, take the Olympics, for example. They competed naked, so all the athletes had to cover themselves in oil just to start. Then, after they lubed themselves up nice and good and competed, the winner was just given more oil. Thanks for being the greatest athlete in the kingdom. Here's your lifetime supply of butt stuff facilitator. So obviously the people chose Athena and doing butt stuff over drinking salt water and dying. Cecropia was renamed as Athens, which is still standing today. Poseidon didn't just sink them in his anger like he normally would, because even he had to admit that salt water was a stupid gift. The Athenians still worshipped him, they just didn't name the city after him. What kind of feels like a slap in the face from an English perspective is that Athena got Athens, and then within Athens got the Parthenon, arguably the most famous Greek building in the world. The center for worship for Poseidon was located in a different building. Now, Erechtheus had the Erechtheion erected, which served as a shrine center for several ancient cults, including Poseidon's. So while Parthenon, in theory, names Temple of the Virgin Goddess, referencing Athena who never participated in hanky-panky, I don't need some fancy-pants linguist to tell me that Erechtheum means boner hut. So go ahead and ask any person which Greek building they've heard of, the Parthenon or the boner hut. After all of this, I have no fucking clue what happens to Cecrops. He's succeeded by one of his sons, who again was birthed from a very human-legged mother, for the sake of accuracy, because I'm dedicated to nothing if not the truth that big history doesn't want you to know about, I had to research how snakes have sex, and I immediately regretted it. Some snakes have two penises, and they hide in like a flap or something, and then to take them out is described like taking off a sock, which is both unhelpful and disturbing. I tried going to a museum, but believe it or not, there aren't any exhibits dedicated solely to snake penises. Now before you weirdos start recommending Iceland to me, just know that they only exhibit mammals, and I'd rather not meet anyone who wants to undertake a serious study into the field of philology. So I can only assume that Cecrops had two dicks, 
which seems like an important piece of information to just leave out of the story. Seems pretty important to a character's identity and development that they had twice as many reproductive organs as a normal person and half as many legs. And I can't believe it wasn't mentioned. So you could bet that the Greeks wouldn't forget if someone had two butts, that guy would be their king forever. That's it for the episode. If, in, if you enjoyed, you can like, like and subscribe. Maybe tell a friend. I have a Twitter that I use sometimes, at MythOTD. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.